You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Thursday. Oh my God, Will, it's nine days. We're in single digit days. Nine, nine, nine days, nine Thick Thursday, October 15th, the year is 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by the president of the Foster Lawyer Fan Club co-host, Matt Sheehan. sir! We're back, baby. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the car parts you will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah, rockauto! Thank you. Uh, on today's show, we are going to talk a little bit of hoops, Matt. Shooty hoops, baby. First day of practice. Oh, we're yep. in the books. Yeah. Yep. First day of practice. So uh, good a time as ever to just sort of check in with the basketball team. Tom Izzo spoke to the media. A couple interesting things, I, I think, came out of that. And so mm-hmm. we can kind of just, you know, we'll do six, seven, eight minutes on that. And then we are going to jump back into... The second edition of Thick with 17 C's Thursday, yes, Matt. Yes, sir. Let's go, baby. Thick Thursday part two. We are breaking down the defensive line for your Michigan State Spartans. Who's going to start? What are we worried about? What are we confident in? Some names to look out for. All types of good stuff. But the key is these fellas, Matt, Thick. Thick. Let's go. <laughs> God, I love thick Thursdays. I don't know if I don't know how much longer we could do this for, but I, you know what? Maybe we'll just do like a trench preview every single game before yeah. every game. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Ready to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this five days a week, every single day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Another reminder. Final reminder. Spartanswill.substack.com. One Ellen Will. Spartanswill.substack.com. Check out the prop bet contest we've got going on there. It is the last day to enter. We've got 200. Uh, it was like 220, I think, last I checked. A uh, lot of entrance. Last chance to get in there. Winner gets a free t shirt from homefieldapparel.com. Five free video games from videogamesmonthly.com, which is a uh, Michigan State company that. Not Michigan State Company, a company uh, run by a couple of Michigan State grads that rent out uh, and actually give you retro video games. So you go to Video Games Monthly, check it out there, uh, and they'll send you some video games if you win. We've got some stuff from Built Bar, Built Go, maybe Built Bars. I'm not. Sh- I'm still working on that. Something, something from Built, Built Bar. Yeah. I've changed it mm-hmm. to something from Built Bar. i got three books here that just arrived at my house from a listener, three Michigan State books. We've got koozies. Some Mel Yeah koozies, Tucker's Troops koozies, and we've got a $25 gift card to Amazon and a $25 gift card to Target. It's a good prize pack, Matt. It's big time, and I'm very excited to uh, come in close to last place probably. Oh, not yeah. not oh, the yeah. complete basement, but definitely not in the top 200. Spartanswill.substack.com. 1L, spartanswill.substack.com. I also have a depth chart. Uh, I took a crack at the depth chart since we don't have any information, Matt. We don't have any. Negative. So I wrote about Negative. that there as well. All right, Matt, are you ready to talk about basketball? 
Absolutely. Can I just get my favorite part of the first day of practice press conference out of the way right now? Because it's not really a storyline, but it is my favorite part of what happened today uh, during Izzo's media availability. Yes. Just a blanket question. I don't know who asked it. I don't know what the exact question was, but it was about, oh, the point guard position. Who's going to play? Uh, the answer was, I don't have it in front of me, but it was essentially, um, we're going to play Rocket Watts there. We're also going to have room for Foster Lawyer. Oh, Jack Hoiberg also stepped up. And yeah, A.G. Hoggard is also going to get some minutes there, too. Like, okay, like, are you missing any intramural point guards, too, that you wanted to mention? <laughs> like, yeah, we just, got this guy, Matt Sheehan. He's going to get some right, burn yeah, mm-hmm. at point guard for us as well. He's about that yeah. size. <laughs> Yeah. It was like we, we just just do a roll call instead next time <laughs> instead of feeling the questions. But uh, no, uh, on a serious note, I I personally caught two snippets worth raising eyebrows over. I don't know if you had two or more than two or just one or zero um, for that matter. I guess I had two. I had two. Okay. I think we might have the same two. Yeah, let's align on these. Uh, I don't. You know what. You go first. Give me your very first one. I'll tell you if I had it, and then I'll do one, and we can see if it was yours. What was the first thing you took from Tom Izzo's media availability today? That it looks like, as of now, if Izzo is a man to be believed, that Aaron Henry and Joey Hauser are the only two Mm -hmm. locks for a starting position there. Now, I'd imagine that Rocket Watts is also a lock as well. I think that comes with we don't know where he's going to start, though, perhaps, is what that comes from. But, yeah. Uh, Henry and Hauser only two that start the five position I liken to the MSU football quarterback battle I think that's going to be a few (laughs) weeks into the season until we find out who's going to be the alpha male in that five slot taking over for Tillman and you know uh, he doesn't I mean practice is one thing but when he's got three four guys in one spot that you could realistically see competing for minutes like it's Mm going to take games to figure that out he doesn't really give a damn right now like it's it's all about the best team entering the tournament and, you know, obviously, like, getting into a rhythm through the Big Ten play. They're going to take some time and they're going to figure this out in real actual games at the center. Yeah, right on. And I guess his comment about the starting position didn't necessarily surprise me, but it's still definitely the talking point. So that's why it's one of the two things I wanted to bring up. Now, he also mentioned, well, we could do like, I don't I think he said like Hauser at the five, Gabe at the four. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to go small ball, like, ah, I like how that sounds. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some Foster and Rocket on the court at the same time. Ooh, very nice. Uh, but yeah, I, I just thought that was definitely something worth bringing up and, and talking about because uh, I... I would say the starting five on a basketball team, pretty important, Will. Pretty important. Fair. Do you have your like second tidbit that you wanted to bring up offhand, or should I just dive into mine and see if it's the same one? What a terrible take from you. Just, you know, what, I, don't, I don't know why I expect anything different. Oh, man, it wasn't that bad. Starting five is important, Matt. All right, the the, the big thing I took here, the, the the one thing from this that I was like, oh, this is the first. I think this is first place. I, I oh? I'd be shocked if it's not the same thing that I have. Is um, Joey Hauser is apparently the best passing big, has the chance to be the best passing big to ever play at Michigan State. Wow, that was not really what I had for number one. No, but that oh that God. certainly was. A does, good topic. Does uh, Tom Izzo knew? Does Tom Izzo know who played center for him last year? Um, or perhaps in the NBA, you know, uh, a guy named Draymond Green. Uh, I've heard of. Yeah, he was. Uh, he played in California for a little bit, right? Little bit, I, I'm yeah. sure he's flamed out of the league by now. But yeah, yeah, I remember him. Definitely not like 
the point forward of the one of the best sure. offenses we've ever seen <laughs> over a sustained stretch in the NBA. Of course, uh, of course. Yeah, that, that totally, I guess, you know, I've watched some house where we always focus on his shooting, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. he's 6'10 yeah. and can shoot, and that's you, you just sort of gravitate to that. Uh, and and maybe he wasn't the main engine in Marquette. Well, you know when you play alongside Marcus Howard, totally right. You know shots go up, <laughs> passes don't always happen. Oh yeah, but that really took me by surprise. Just I don't know. Sometimes Izzo can do some hyperbolic stuff, but last year he was like, "Yeah, Xavier is uh, is good on the defensive end as anyone we've had here." You know since Draymond, maybe like he's he's basically he's our Draymond Green, and pe- some people were like. Whoa, that's really high praise. And then he just mm-hmm. wins conference defensive player of the year and is one of the best defensive bigs in the entire country and one of the best defensive bigs in this upcoming draft. So it's like, yeah, that sort of played out. So when he says something like that, it certainly catches my attention. And I'm thinking like, oh, we could see some stretch four point forwardy stuff from Hauser because he can handle it a little bit too. Like that's just another dimension. And, you know, it's, it's great. I assume... We all thought, like, yeah, Joey Hauser can pass it a bit, but there's a difference between being able to pass it a bit and then being perhaps the best passing big to ever play at Michigan State. There's That's a little bit of a gap there, and if he's truly that good at passing, the offense may rebound and form its own identity just fine without Cassius Winston. Like, yeah, you know, losing Cassius sucks. A million times. Oh, that's your hot take. Nice. Yeah, there's my Ooh, hot take. But we're coming, we're coming at it, baby. You know, there's different dimensions to this offense. A little bit different attack. It's not going to maybe be mm-hmm. as much like give the ball to the point guard, let him run pick and roll, and see what we got. Uh, I'm really, really intrigued by Tom Izzo saying that about Joey Hauser. So my number one was one of the biggest question marks going into the season is Josh Langford and Izzo sounded uh. off on him. So this is uh, a quote I'm reading directly off Twitter right now. This is Jim Comperoni, whose tweet I'm reading. Uh, quote, knock, no, certainly. Uh, not- <laughs> that was not fair to Jim, I'm sorry. <laughs> knock on wood, he has been pretty solid. I would say there's days when he looks like the old Josh mm-hmm. up and mm-hmm. dunking mm-hmm. and doing a lot of things he really couldn't do last year. He is way, of he- he is way ahead of where he was last year. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic. Yes. I don't want to spend too much time in it. We've talked about Langford in, in the past and what now, what to expect. I the last two words of that quote is definitely within the wheelhouse I'm in and a lot of MSU fans are in cautiously optimistic. I want to be excited about that quote, but wow, going a year and a half without basketball for the same injury on the same foot, like I that is awesome to read. I, I cannot physically bring myself to being like yeah, he's back, bit woo! Like uh it's gonna be at least until maybe February until I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's cooking, baby. Like I, I will, I'll oh. feel good about Josh Langford's injury when he's 27 and halfway through his fourth professional year and whatever okay. he's in. That's I, I when like I'll that. feel good about it. That's fair. That's that's beyond fair. Flare up, like I'm gonna need some time. Yeah, I'm I'm in the camp of whatever we get from Langford, whatever Michigan State gets from Langford is gravy. Mm-hmm. I, Absolutely. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's cool. Let's let's see what, what February looks like, right? I, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I just can't buy into it at all. I think for understandable reasons, but that would be uh, that'd be pretty good because he's a good basketball player, Matt. Hot take. Uh, uh, yeah, wow, we're, we're we're just bringing the heat this time. Look at us go. 
Alright, we're going to pause here for a sec. We're going to come right back and do Thick Thursdays. We are going to thicken this up, Matt. We're going to... Let's go. We're going to Thicker pour than some, a bowl of oatmeal. Let's go, baby. We're going to pour Woo. some cornstarch in this mix, and we are going to thicken it right up. But first, a word from rockauto.com. Rock Auto! Car parts! Carpet! Tailings! <laughs> throw a yeah in there. We've got to work on that. Rockauto.com is a family <laughs> business. Serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You wouldn't do it. It doesn't make sense. And you would be a what, Matt? Big ol' clown. Huge clown. Clown, yeah. As Don't big be a, a clown. clown. As you could be. Don't be a clown. Don't do that. Instead, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. All righty. Yeah. Let's get thick. Let's get thick. Oh, I was going to try to go thick-sickle. Have like, yourself a merry little, little sickness. sickness. Yeah, that's a good oh, one. Now we're, now we're... A little harmony there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're... Pe- wow, five days a week. Well, we're, we're, we're just trying to get back into it, you know? Beating the cobwebs off, and here we are. We're back. Thriving. Cobwebs are off, baby. Thriving. All right. Here's how I want to start this, with some more shameless promotion you ready go on so i mentioned i did uh went through the depth chart and made my own at spartanswill.substack.com i think Mm -hmm. a good place to start and actually it's not just self-promotion i do think this is a decent spot to start i'm just going to run through my one two and threes with the defensive line okay perfect so this is assuming a four-man front we don't really know what michigan state's going to do on that side of the ball i think there's going to be a mix and you'll have four guys you'll have three guys but I just went with a four-man front, two ends, two tackles, and we'll sort of talk it out from there, okay? Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right, so the ones got Jacob Panishuk at one end, Naquan Jones and Jacob Slade in the middle, and then I have Mike Fletcher at the other defensive end. The twos, Jack Camper and Drew Beasley are the ends, Deshaun Mallory and Jalen Hunt in the middle, and then three is kind of a hodgepodge, um, mm-hmm. a lot of younger guys. Uh, and, you know, Zach Slade in there who tore his ACL last year but had a nice spring game. Diari Todd uh, is a big body that hasn't played yet. Maverick Hansen, redshirt freshman. Jonathan Briss is a junior, redshirt junior who hasn't really played. And then Evan Brunning, who is another redshirt freshman. So I wouldn't expect much out of that third group. The, the one name I'm kind of looking at is Zach Slade because... He had a nice spring game and made some plays, and I think he could do some stuff as a stand-up end in this defense, getting after the passer. But again, we haven't seen him play at all, Matt. Yeah, the stand-up end is going to be interesting because that's something that um, we talked about with Stephen Brooks last week is that um, Scotty Hazleton likes to stand up one of his ends more times than not. Yeah, he'll stand up one. He'll stand up a guy in the middle. He kind of mixes it up a little bit. And it breaks my heart to oblivion that Kenny Willekes cannot find another year of eligibility somehow because that seems <laughs> like a position that would be squarely up his alley. Yeah. 
But um, he's uh, not here, so that's going to be the problem. Let's let's start up front. Okay, so Jacob Panashuk's locked in. Yeah. Uh, he's someone who I think will stand up, will be in a three-point, will... I don't know if they're going to use four-point this year. We'll see. Yeah. Or uh, they might. I, I think they did some of that. It, I don't know. It's tough to know without knowing what defense they're going to play. Panashuk's going to get in there, and he's going to be someone who is meant to get after the passer. Uh, Naquan Jones, I think, is 100% locked in. Probably has right now the most professional potential uh, in terms of the seniors on this team. He's a guy that some people think has a draftable grade, even though he hasn't started. Uh, I put Jacob Slade there. We can talk about him more in a minute. Just He was Naquan's uh, running mate with the twos last year. And then Mike Fletcher's sort of a pivot point, Matt, and we can start here. Yeah. Uh, how, how much do you know about Mike Fletcher? How much do you think our audience knows about Mike Fletcher? That's a good question. I, our, our audience goes all over the place from like not really into recruiting yeah. to like know everything about it down to like to the kids' cousins' names and dogs. <laughs> and yeah. Um, no, that's a good place to start. I, yeah, because everything I know about Michael Fletcher, uh, it's reminiscent of how we talk about a lot of three star kids like good frame. Good, mm-hmm. intangible. Like, okay, you could see that some could work here. Still a little young, though. So is it so, that he could start because he is good, or is it a situation where he could start because, well, no else one else is really play? here. Exactly. Yes. Um, the answer to that question is yes. So I Perfect. think Drew Beasley can do some stuff. Um, he had you know a couple nice moments, got after the quarterback a little bit last year, and Jack Camper is, is like – I don't know, we're going on year three of like, oh, Jack Camper, name to look out for. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah, definitely. Um, I have Mike Fletcher there, you know, you mentioned three-star, right? And I think it's important to point out that, yes, technically Mike Fletcher was a three-star, but he was a pretty high three-star. Uh, he was an 88.63 in the composite, and if you're an 89, you're a four-star, so he's just below that threshold, the number... Uh, 10 player in the state of Michigan, uh, 24-7 actually has him, had him as a four-star. Uh, number nine player in Michigan, the number 28 strong side defensive end in the country. So, yeah, he's technically a three-star, but he's like a really high th- three-star uh, getting four-star rankings in some spots. Uh, he's 6'6", 240 pounds, Matt. That's going to play. And uh, they posted a picture of him on the old Twitter when the first round of practices were going on before the uh, for the cancellation, and dear God, he is first team off the bus. He hit the weight room in the off season. Is is what you're saying? His arms are like Giannis Antetokounmpo's arms in length, <laughs> and like LeBron James' arms in definition. It is at, like he looks exactly what you want. Uh, a defensive end to look like he is tall his arms are long he is jacked he is just a physical specimen looking type player and you know we've heard good things the last we checked in with anyone about him was before pads came on and they're like yeah we want to see pads come on we like his length we like his intelligence we need to see him with pads on he is someone who I think a lot of things could pivot on this season because if he comes in and is able to be disruptive and get after the passer and like, yep, this guy is going to be a dude. Uh, now that he's filled out, now that he can physically hang, he's going to be awesome. I think if that plays out, 
that's going to be huge for this defense because like the last thing they need is a three-man shuffle opposite Jacob Panashuk. Yeah, and the guy he would unseat is probably Drew Beasley, right? That's probably a guy that would be expected if it was the old regime going. I would think, yeah, still going be because I mean, he played in all thirteen games last year. Mm-hmm. Drew Beasley did so, but hey, like I don't know if anyone has caught the news here, but we got a new staff here. So anything that he did I've last heard. year doesn't really matter as much as it used to. So, but I like there's something to be said that Drew Beasley, if he is going to be the backup or starter, it doesn't really matter. You got a guy there that does have pretty solid experience, like 261 snaps last year, 13 games. Like yeah, that that's a guy that has reps. Mm-hmm. Not bad. So yeah, I mean, so it's it's not a terrible spot for the defensive end position to be in. The only thing that you worry about. Depth, you know? I, I, I'm i just not, like, too fired off about it. Like you said, Jack Camper, who's been a redshirt junior for his last eight years of his yeah, co- college career. Like I swear he came in as a redshirt junior. Like, whenever <laughs> I look at the roster for the last five years, I've seen Jack Camper redshirt freshman. But Slade, just like you're saying, like, the, the ACL thing, I, I guess you have guys. I, I, I don't even know who else you have. I, I'm looking at your depth chart right now, number three, Evan Brunning. Well, I'm going to shoot you straight. I know a lot about Michigan State. I, I don't know if I can tell you anything about Evan Brunning, though. I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a great kid. But, what, yeah, I, I just – the defensive end depth kind of worries me. Should I be worried about it? Yeah, I threw Brunning on there. He's a, like, he's, a, he's a walk-on, former walk-on, so I don't even know if I should have him on there. I just didn't include any of the true freshmen, and there's a lot of true freshmen in this defensive sure, group. Sure, yeah. Uh, especially at the edge. There's like four of them. Mm-hmm. So I didn't include any of them because I don't think – we realistically see any of them, and this is like early season stuff. And I kind of just wrote like the rest are unknowns. Like that's literally the last. I, I go through the first two, <laughs> the ones and the twos, and then the, the threes. Is like yeah, it's unknowns. Uh, as are the six thousand freshman defensive linemen MSU recruited in its twenty twenty class. That's literally what I wrote. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Sorry, depth could be an issue, um, but I think there's some good quality in the in the two deep. Though I think I feel solid about the two deep map. You know what hurts is, and this is another position group with not a lot of depth. Is tight end uh, they stole Edinburgh Horst. Yeah. So like, then that's not to say you know yeah. he's got to live there forever. Like he could come back, but and Parks Gissinger the year before. Correct. Like, the, the right. Defensive end scholarship players on the defensive end were just shedded. And that's why they had to recruit six of them. But the, that leaves you with, like, yeah, our uh, walk-on and a mm-hmm. former player who's literally never played and is in his fourth year in the program, That that's our three deep right now. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, obviously, Burkhurst can go one way or another, but yeah, I think they need him at tight end for the time being. Unless yeah. Tyler Hunt hey. shines, baby. <laughs> hey. um, I want to ask you... The most intriguing player in the two deep on this defensive line. We'll do that here in just a second. But first, a word from Built Bar. Built Bar, yes, build those bars, baby. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Ever. And they've got a new and improved formula that is somehow even more delicious than the it's previous insane. formula. It's and criminal. Main- yeah, it's incredible. They've maintained all the health benefits of their bars. They've got 18 amazing flavors including six new flavors caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp and then they've got 12 original flavors as well the bars are covered in 100 chocolate they are soft and easy to chew they are great for the health conscious person 
and they can help lose or maintain weight, and they're somehow delicious, Matt. It doesn't they, make sense. Uh, These things scrumptious. Yes, they are low calorie, mm. low sugar. Yes, high protein. Woo. and high fiber. That's a strong and, and item. Good. Nothing in life has those four qualities and still tastes good, except for Built Bars. If you Bar. haven't tried them yet, now is the time to do it. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you'll get twenty percent off your next order. That's twenty percent off. It's no longer ten dollars off. It's now twenty percent off your next order that's promo code lockdown for 20 percent off at builtbar.com all right matt point blank who's the most intriguing person on the two deep on this defensive line i've got a tie for first place which you know uh which i know that you're not gonna like but go on sorry let me let me give you the names first just for the audience Mm because you're looking at the list Jacob Panashuk, Naquan Jones, Jacob Slade, Mike Fletcher, Jack Camper, Deshaun Mallory, Jalen Hunt, Drew Beasley. Matt, who is your number one most intriguing person on this defensive line? All right. If I'm going to pick one, I'm, I'm going to go with a former Iowa Hawkeye commit. Not academically ineligible or whatever happened there, but hey, sweet. Not going to complain about Late that. Qualifier. Late qualifier. Late qualifier. Out of Belleville, Michigan, Jalen Hunt. I got to go with Jalen Hunt here, the uh, high three-star kid out of Belleville that's going to play defensive tackle. I use list as defensive end on the recruiting profile, but right now on MSU's uh, website, he is a tackle. Um, so I got to go with him. Should I sneak out who my 1A or 1B was going to be? Why don't you tell me why Jalen Hunt first? I, it's just the upside that he has. I mean, defensive line, just, I mean, defensive tackle, just like defensive end, not necessarily bleeding depth there, you know? So Jalen Hunt's in that two deep as a redshirt freshman because he has to be. Or, or, or mm-hmm. is it like Michael Fletcher where, oh, okay, he could be good. There's a lot of mystique around him. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a lot of spin uh, last year, if any. None. That's see, that's not a lot. Um, so there's, I think it's just the mystique around him. They're having whispers of his name around practice, and I listen. I know full well that there's been probably whispers of every single player in this roster at this point. But that's an interesting kid right there, just because of he was pretty coveted coming out, and well, to shoot you straight, the defensive tackle position is going to need some help this year. He is. Uh, I think Fletcher would be my number one, but if I wasn't going to go with Fletcher, okay. I would go with Jalen Hunt. Okay, I have a different number two then that's not Fletcher. Sure, we, and we can... T- we'll get to that later, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, he's someone who earned pretty rave reviews from D'Antonio and the defensive staff last year just for his work, scout team, and in practice. And then that has just continued into this season. Now, he, he was... A late qualifier, he ends up at Michigan State. He's a late add, so you know, no early enrollment, anything like that. And he's listed mm-hmm. 6'3", 235, Matt. Uh, and that's his uh, recruiting page, right? Yep. He is now listed as 6'4", 330 pounds. That's a man who was locked in Brody and told he can't come out until he adds a full bill onto his weight. That's uh, that's that's what that move's called. Yeah. Um, that's 100 pounds, Matt. 
That's a full C <laughs> note. That's that's solid. I almost reached that my freshman year, but just just under 100, I think. Yeah, uh, he grew an inch and gained a hundred pounds. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super intrigued by Jalen Hunt as well because. You know, I think Jacob Slade is good, and I he's going to play a ton, and he's probably going to be the starter early. But like, it wouldn't stun me if by the end of the year Jalen Hunt is like biting at his heels, and you're like, yeah, next year it's Slade and Hunt, and we feel awesome about mm-hmm. that because Naquan's a fifth year senior, and I imagine he's going to go to the NFL even though he could return. Sure. Yeah. I could so I could see that scenario where by the end of the season you're like, yeah, Hunt's uh, the best defensive tackle in this group for the future, and oh, we got a good one here. What's your other most intriguing, Matt? So this might just be me, but it's Deshaun Mallory mm. for me, and I think and I say it might just be me because if you ask me how much spin did Mallory get last year, I would say, oh, I, he probably played in like eight or ten games, probably a handful. He he played in two games last year. I had mm-hmm. I had no clue. I, I thought he got a lot more run than that. So yeah. this just might be a me being a moron thing, uh, which is why I have him as my number two most exciting, or not exciting, but interesting player on the two deep. Um, but yeah, it's just the, the same thing with, with Hunt as far as just the mystique goes. Like I I've I've heard about him. Like mm-hmm. I feel he's like he's a guy that's. Pub. That's the thing. It's like I feel like he got a lot of good pub, like not just this year in the offseason, but also last year. So, and yeah, I'm going to repeat everything. Like, the defensive tackle needs some playmakers. I mean, he's a, a young gun, redshirt sophomore. Haven't really seen a lot from him, apparently. Surprise to me. Um, so, yeah, I got to go Mallory with the second most intriguing guy in the 2D for the defensive line. I'm, I'm certainly intrigued by him, and he got some good. Um... A good shout out. I forget which coach it was. Um, said, you know, Mallory's looking good as well. And he's someone who uh, kind of profiles as a future anchor of a, a 3 4, mm-hmm. right? You want a big plugger kind of guy, and he's like 6'2 or 6'3 and 320 or 30, 40 pounds, whatever it is. 345 is what the roster has. 345. Yeah. Like, he's mm-hmm. a big dude. And, the, and they did talk about, like, you know, he's got some quick twitch. He's pretty explosive, especially for a big guy. So that intrigues me as well i think if i had to make like so uh, you know fletcher and hunt are my top two after that i really want to see zach slade okay um he's someone who if we're talking about guys outside of the two deep now that could break into it and you know take snaps from camper or drew beasley or whoever is playing defensive end there i'm locked in on zach slade uh, he's someone who, you know, his brother is Jacob. Jacob's a defensive tackle. He's a defensive end. I believe they're identical twins, too, which is interesting because usually identical twins kind of look identical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Similar body types, but uh, Jacob's got a, a little bit of weight on Zach. But I'm just, I keep thinking back to the spring game he had last year. He, like, uh, forced a fumble, had an interception, was really disruptive, uh, playing some defensive end. He's someone who I could see as um, one of these stand-up end types where I don't know uh, if he's going to play. You know, he's listed as a defensive end by Michigan State. Um, but I could see him. He's six, here, 6'4", 245. Like, that dude could play stand-up linebacker outside in the 3-4, right? Yep. He could play the jack linebacker, which is sort of the defensive end. He's almost perfect for a defensive end linebacker hybrid spot. Um, 
you know, he you know, he recovered a fumble and had an interception in the spring game. I I don't know. His brother's really good. He had the nice spring game. There's something about him that I'm just like, I think he's going to be one of these guys that we look back and was like, yeah, he was a really underrated recruit. He can play. He can be disruptive. He fits the scheme as well. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see if we see much of Zach Slade at all this season and what he looks like uh, having recovered from a torn ACL, which he tore in August of last year. So it's been 14 months. So gotcha. recovery time should be um, you know, solid for that. Scale of 1 to 10, 5 being fine, 10 being jazz to the moon, 1 being absolutely miserable. How do you feel about the defensive line as a whole going into the season? Um, like six and a half, seven. Okay. Probably seven. Okay. With some, with some upside. Gotcha. I feel good about Naquan and Slade. Yeah. I think Naquan Jones could have started on almost every Big Ten team the last two or three years. He's a former four-star recruit. He just got buried behind a tandem that was worked hand-in-hand hand perfectly together for that defense, and he just mm-hmm. got stuck behind him. He played plenty and, and has shown really good qualities. So I think Naquan's going to have a really good senior year. I like what I saw from Slade early in his career as a redshirt freshman. That was impressive last year, and I think he's just going to continue to grow. We know Panishuk has improved a ton and can get after the passer. I like the upside of Fletcher. Beasley, and Beasley at least, uh, we still don't know much about Camper. I feel okay about Beasley as an experienced veteran backup who can maybe be a pass rush rush specialist and then I like the upside of Hunt and Mallory and like we just talked about Slade's an intriguing guy there as well so I wish there was a little bit more depth and maybe like I don't know Panashuk was like 15% better and and he's someone you're like yeah you know kind of like Kenny we're like yeah he's going to be a draft pick we don't know where Mm -hmm. in the draft but he's a pro Jacob's not quite a pro uh, unless he has like a really big year which he definitely could um, so maybe if there was like a, a, a more surefire pro upperclassman, it could be seven and a half, eight. But I'm, you know, I feel pretty good about it. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm floating like I'm, I'm five, five point five, like kind of like that. Everything you said, like great upside, good talent, whatever. But like what what worries me, of course, and this is the PTSD in me talking with all the injuries that MSU has sustained over the years. Not necessarily the defensive line group, but just as a whole. Mm-hmm. I just get freaked out about depth. You know, like that. That's it for for me. Yeah. I feel fine, fine. Yeah. Hard stop it, fine. I don't feel bad yeah. about it. I don't feel great about it. I feel fine about it. Kind of similar to what we were talking about yesterday <laughs> with the D backs. With what? I'm sorry, the, 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 the D-backs was, was two days ago. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm losing kind of days here. My bad. No, I, I just want to make sure you said D-backs. D-backs. Backs. Excuse me, yeah. Need to do a better job of enunciating my words. Yes, you do. All right, that's going to do it for us here on another episode of Locked On Spartans. We'll be back tomorrow with some pass catchers, Matt. It's pass oh, catcher Friday. Oh, yeah, but we got a new crop of receivers, basically, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, I think a really interesting group at receiver. And, oh boy, we've got some things to talk about with the tight end group because uh, there's a good, solid scholarship player. There's an injured scholarship player. There's a couple defensive ends, and there's a true freshman. Woo. Oh, you're going to leave the punter out? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And a punter. What's, what's, what's punter, going on and here? A punter, <laughs> and a punter. And a backup punter. So the, that's what the new we'll Big do. Ten logo. The, the punter turned to a tight end. Come on, man. He's the new Jerry like, West. He's somehow like punting with 
foot and then he's got his hand up catching. It's all one guy mm-hmm. doing the same thing. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yes, you see the vision. Friday. You see receivers, it. <laughs> receivers and tight ends uh, for tomorrow's episode. Looking forward to that. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Go to spartanswill.substack.com and sign up for the prop back contest. This is your last day to do it. I am shutting it down at 11.59.59 or Thursday evening. So you have, depending on when you listen to this, a few hours, 12 hours, whenever it is, Thursday night, it is getting shut down. Get in there, spartanswill.substack.com. Matt, take us home. Merry Thickmas. Have a good one, guys. Go Green.